Hello and welcome to Season 3 of Mouthwash, fresh chat that leaves you feeling confident. The theme for Season 3 is better. Better everything, from AI to being fairer, big ideas to body language, if it's important to being a fairer person, business or planet, an expert and I talked about it. What follows is an edited recording, as Mouthwash is a live show created just for Twitter spaces, so the quality is more conference call than podcast sound booth. Sponsors are really important to me, so please take a moment to visit Ecology. They planted a tree in the TBD forest for every live listener we had. And if you want to offset your carbon footprint, you can do that easily. Just nip to ecology.com forward slash TBD conference and sign up. That's E-C-O-L-O-G-I dot com forward slash TBD conference. Also, I was honoured to partner with and test out Spaces Dashboard, the helpful tool that's making it super easy to find great audio on Twitter. Check them out on Twitter at Spaces Dashboard, all one word, and mount from Mouthwash for a surprise. Mouthwash is the audio show of TBD, the conference that people call TED without the bullshit. It's going hybrid March 31st, 2022. So get your tickets for the in-person event or the global live stream at universe.com forward slash TBD conference. Universe.com forward slash TBD conference. Use the code Mouthwash. You'll even get 25% off every ticket you buy. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Sign up to the newsletter on my Twitter profile. That's Paul underscore underscore Armstrong. And you'll get informed about all future seasons of Mouthwash. Trust me, you'll want to hear what we have coming up. Finally, as with all good podcasts, please share it on a network you trust. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to season three of Mouthwash. Fresh chat that leaves you feeling confident Monday to Friday with me, your host, Paul Armstrong, creator of TBD Conference. The conference attendees say is like TBD without the BS. It's a strange time around the world. Zoom fatigue to climate change, the great resignation to the metaverse. A lot seems scary, unfamiliar, and people are rethinking everything from core beliefs to the way they work. Uh, a core theme seems to be emerging desires to improve and make things, including themselves, better. So that's the theme for season three. Better. Better everything. From AI to PR, body language to open innovation. We'll be speaking with massive brains and execs from Walmart to Babylon about making you and the world you live in a better place. Season three includes New York Times bestselling authors like Duff McDonald to security experts, speak coaches to Silicon Valley startups who want to reverse your aging process. It's going to be a great season. Already has been. Make sure you get the SMS reminders so you don't miss a minute of it. Click up the top in the nest to see what they are. All right, let's get cracking. Uh, the smart cookie who I will be speaking with today is none other than the daddy of Twitter Spaces, where we all are now, Danny Bring, um, aka Twitter's experience, research and strategy guy at Twitter. Welcome to the show, Danny. How are you doing? Hey, hey, everyone. How's it going? Thanks for having me, Paul. Thank you for coming on. I know you are a busy bunny, which we will talk more about later. Um, okay, before I chat more with Danny, let's talk about where we are and how you can get involved. Okay, Twitter Space is still a beta product from Twitter, so let's explore it a bit. On the mobile app, at the top bit is called The Nest. That's where I or any speaker you're in the room with can post tweets like the ones you can see up there already. Mouthwash uses this to discuss in a section we call Desert Island Tweets, which I'll talk a little bit about later. You can click through, follow accounts, links, and that sort of stuff. It's very handy and a pretty unique feature to Twitter Spaces, although other people are desperately trying to copy it. Um, you can see all the Spaces and the speakers are at the top. Spaces allow up to 12 speakers at a time, including you and a co-host, so you can have a really good chat, multiple voices, pass the mic around, have a lot of fun. Um, if you ever want to do that, just click the mic. It's on the bottom left-hand side. Um, just make sure you mute it and all that sort of stuff. 
mouthwash is a bit more of a show format so actually we uh, we danny and i are going to have a chat beforehand but um after the show we will probably open up the mic as well so stay on board for a couple of minutes and see if you can get that as well if you look at the top right of your phone screen you'll see some icons dots people's hearts etc uh, the dots are all where the settings are so you can turn on captions and other accessibility features should you need them very very handy indeed right First thing to do is share out the space. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a, a tweet up in the nest. And so if you could all do me a huge favor, uh, just click on it when it's up there and just retweet it to the world. I would be much appreciated, but not just because I have an ego the size of Mars, because for every live listener that we get into the spaces in Mouthwash for season three, the beautiful people at Ecology are actually going to plant a tree in the TBD forest. Thanks to Ecology, TBD has planted over 10,000 trees already, and it's really your subscription for the planet. Um, you can sign up to Ecology, you'll grow a forest, reduce your carbon footprint, all through their verified gold standard climate solutions. Um, you get your own per, um, profile, you can track your impacts, set your own goals, and really watch your forest grow. It's an amazing, amazing um, bit of... Uh, jiggery pokery that they do but they're up for getting the world emissions down by 2040 through collective action so head over to ecology.com forward slash tbd conference for more information and you spell ecology e-c-o-l-o-g-i.com we're also incredibly lucky to be sponsored by the spaces dashboard who provide a new fast and easy way to see all the latest live upcoming and past conversations on twitter spaces if you want to try it out uh, just simply follow them on twitter it's at spaces dashboard and uh, you'll get yourself an invite. So not too bad there at all. Okay, it is time to shower Danny, frankly, in a lavish amount of emojis. The man's already had many in his life. Um, click the heart button with a plus down the bottom and begin tapping wildly um, while I tell you a bit more about Danny and don't stop until the end, okay? So hit the button with the heart and the plus, keep on going. Um, Right. Danny is part of the experience, research and strategy team at Twitter. Some refer to Danny as the daddy of Twitter spaces, but he's part of a team whose job it is to listen to the community and develop the product for millions. Uh, a tough role made even more difficult when you're developing it out in the open, as he and the team are doing, and you've also got competition breathing down your neck. Previously with JP Morgan Chase & Co, Farmers Insurance also before joining Twitter, Danny has decades of experience creating and guiding user experience designs and research teams. With an important role that's shaping the future of Twitter, Danny and the team have been busy to uh, get Twitter spaces ready as it morphs into a serious part of the Twitter ecosystem through customer engagement, quantitative and qualitative methodologies, educating stakeholders, managing multifaceted teams. Mix that with a growing family and you've got a very busy bunny who I'm honoured to have on mouthwash. Danny, what was the first thing you thought of when you woke up this morning? <laughs> well, first off, that was a great intro. I, I need to hire you to be my hype man. Uh, <laughs> I, I even forgot about some of those things. Uh, first thing I thought about this morning, I woke up and, uh, oh, I need to work out. I, I just recently made the commitment to a Peloton and uh, I'm on day two of my streak and I was like, I'm going to keep the streak going. So, plus I spent a ton of money on it, so I need to get my ROI on it. Good God. Yeah, that, that, those Pelotons aren't, uh, aren't super cheap and that sort of thing. So anyway, good luck with uh, day three. I'm sure you'll make it. Um, tell us about the last 24 months for you. I'm sure they've been a roller coaster, you know, generally with the uh, pandemic and that sort of thing. But also you've launched a massive new part of Twitter, which we're going to talk about a bit more later. But tell us about the last 24 months for you. Ah, it's, it's uh, been intense. It's been intense. My son is actually about to hit 24 months. So I uh, had my second uh, switched from an uh, industry of money movement and banking, fintech, all the way over to social media, uh, which has been a huge change. And like you said, just 
going deep into spaces and and um it's kind of been my third child and so making this come to life i uh it, it's been a year it, it's been two years <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a heck of a time yeah it was funny when i started doing mouthwash obviously that question was tell us about the last 12 months then it became 18 months and now it's 24 months so i'm sure it'll go up before it goes down but anyway um start at the beginning tell us a bit about young danny what was he like uh he was fun he was fun. <laughs> uh, I uh, always kind of been known to be. Uh, I remember one one of my teachers in high school said, uh, "I'm a Pisces, uh, so I, I I don't know much about astrology." But she said, "You're always swimming in everyone's waters, and you're cool in every ocean." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's pretty neat." So I uh, was young. I grew up in Los Angeles, born and raised, and um, went to a local state school. Actually, went to school for web design and uh, marketing and uh, yeah, somehow ended up in research. I, I am no scientist, I have no academia background, but it's something I just fell in love with. Very cool. How do you think your upbringing affected the open researchy type person you are today? A lot, a lot, very much. Um, if you guys haven't noticed, I am a uh, Punjabi Indian Sikh male and uh, parents were immigrants. They'll give you the typical spiel uh, immigrant parents do when they come to America. We only came here with $20 and we raised you guys. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, we, it always felt like you, it feels like you don't have a voice, especially from folks like my parents who came here and growing up, I saw they didn't even know the language. So how do they interact? And so to help integrate and to be I guess, multicultural growing up Punjabi in America and also growing up American uh, definitely affected uh, research and how we gain empathy uh, and hearing everyone's voices. Interesting. Okay, um, before we talk about um, your and Twitter's approach to open innovation, let's talk about open innovation in general. Um, when you think about it, what does it sort of mean to you? How do you refer to it? What does it entail? Ah, that's a, that's a good one. And I know when he had asked me about this, I should have thought of a better answer, so I'm just going to wing it. <laughs> um, innovation, I mean, it's quite the buzzword nowadays, and it's kind of become a PR word, but I, I'm biased as a need. Or a, and when you have a strong focus on data, be it qualitative or quantitative, doing research, that's how you discover these needs of industries, of people, of, uh, of anything. Um, I guess to even use the example uh, of my parents, like it, when we used to visit India, there's people just that are struggling and out of survival, they're coming up with some of the craziest, coolest innovations, some laughable, they're definitely not pretty. And uh, these folks, they're not tech bros in Silicon Valley. They're not Howard Hughes. They're not Tony Starks in Iron Man. They're just regular people that have a need to fulfill. And they innovate. What do you think um, are the myths that are out there about open innovation at the moment? I'll give you an example. Small and big companies can't work together, for example. What was it? The smaller companies can't work together? Yeah, one of the one of the big myths out there is that small companies can't work with big companies well together. One, the, the big one will always dominate them or steal their ideas and that sort of stuff. I'm not naming names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not the best to speak on, uh, on corporate uh, uh, culture on there, but I, I think it's possible. I, I think, you know, open communication can solve all of the world's problems, be it product development, be it corporate service design, be it, you know, marriages, be it wars. Uh, I think there, there's a bit of, uh, uh, of rapport built and a level of respect from both companies, no matter the size. And also you have to be permissionless, especially if going back to the topic of innovation where folks can feel like they can help. You know, be, you're a smaller company, I'm the big fish. Yeah, you know what, we, 
for welcoming your um, innovation, your ideas, and vice versa. There's different perspectives that a big company that can bring that can help the overall goal or whatever need you're trying to solve for. So do you, do you think it's important to sort of really uh, look at that relationship rather than the sort of outcomes that you're looking from the relationship? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, what's your best question or questions to get to the truth or crux of an issue? Oh, I have a couple. I have a couple. I've been doing uh, experience research and strategy for about a decade now. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll rifle off a couple of them. Um, one of them is, uh, the, we, I, I coined it the keys to the Ferrari or the magic wand. Uh, you know, if we gave you the keys to the Ferrari, you're the CEO for the day, or you hold unlimited power, unlimited resources, what's the first thing you will change about X, Y, and Z? Like in this case, I think I probably asked you this question in a research session. <laughs> what would you change about spaces? And uh, it really gets the juices going, really gets the neurons pumping up, um, all connecting on, you know, again, permissionless. Tell us everything. You, you can say whatever you want. And that's where you really dig deep. Anybody can tell you, hey, this button should be blue. This button should be red. But how do you really get to that core problem is and you, you strip the limitations. Okay. Um, I gave the listeners an idea of what your role is on paper, um, but what does it mean on a daily basis? Is it a lot of Zooms and spreadsheets or is it, uh, you know, thrilling lunches in uh, Twitter HQ? Um, I know you are famed for your whiteboards. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I am still very, very analog. I take a ton of notes. I, I go through post-its like nothing. My whiteboard is always filled up and then I try to by end of week or Definitely by end of month, just to clear it. Uh, my day, wow, it varies. It's it's a lot of meetings. It's a lot of meeting with customers. And as we build in public, it can be you know via DMs. It can be via uh, Google Hangouts and Zooms. It can be via phone call. Um, I try to make a goal to speak more to our customers, more than my teammates and stakeholders. Uh, it doesn't not always the case. Depends on what the needs are at the time and the different variables happening with the roadmap. And yeah. Yeah, I try to uh, I try to I try to book time away to get away and maybe go for a walk or something. But it's starting to get cold over here in uh, New York, New Jersey, so haven't done that. Well, you got your pellets on now, so you'll be laughing, won't right? You? right. Um, <laughs> loving it. Uh, so, all right, let's let's get a bit more specific about Twitter Spaces now and how you are open innovation, open innovating, and being open and that sort of stuff. Um, when did Twitter start seriously thinking about the audio space? It seems to have happened very quickly, but that very rarely happens. I find at large tech companies, they've been thinking for a while about things. You had Periscope, after all, it's sort of based on that technology. Um, where did it sort of come from? Who was the person that goes? Do you know what Twitter really needs? That, that audio stuff uh that actually predates me uh, not many people know this but this was something that came up i would say about two years ago i see jack Horder in the audience and he'll actually be better to speak on maybe on the next one we can book him for mouthwash but he was there for the original voice notes he is a legend at twitter um i came on actually about a year ago yeah it was right before halloween and it just made sense the the research backed it up uh our findings backed it up and you know, the conversation is happening on twitter already in any sort of hot topic out there, at one point in its lifetime, it's going to make it on Twitter, whether it's when it happens, during, or afterwards. And so why not marry that with the human voice, which comes emotion, nuance, uh, it can really add an extra layer of conversation and even help with the public discourse. 
Fair enough. I lo- you are very well PR trained. I love it. You give really succinct answers. I love Am it. Am I really? I'm in a part of me. You're asking some good questions. I was like, crap, I should probably grab my laptop. No, no, no. Not at all. Not at all. I'm, no, I'm just walking good. around my house doing this. It's good. You can always tell someone who's done a lot of interviews as well. So it's good because you give good, good success answers. Um, all right. Give us an idea of how you evaluate or measure success of spaces. Obviously, it's launched, um, you know, still in beta and that sort of thing. Um, is there a metric of how many users know about spaces? Give us an idea. Uh, I can't go to- even if it's on a scale of like one to ten, I think two out of ten would know, or what? Two, I don't know. Whatever you can do. Uh, I won't get too deep into metrics. Uh, some of that stuff is confidential, um, or stuff that I probably shouldn't speak on, or am I confident on speaking on? But uh, I, I think one of the is more anecdotal metrics is our conversations happening. Usage, of course, is always a big one. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely happening. I can tell you that. <laughs> Is there any sort of like percentage increase or like if you had a scale of one to 10, 10 that everybody knows about Twitter spaces or anything like that, give me, give us a sense of how it is increasing. It, it is definitely increasing. Not going to give a number, but uh, we are one foot out of beta. I guess both feet out of beta now. We're fully 100% creation. So it, oh, it's so I should stop saying beta. You're not a beta anymore. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt you. You were really oh, no, that's right. there. It's good to <laughs> be it's good to be correct. That's all. Yeah. I, I think um, in product development, are you ever really out of beta if you're serious about iterating <laughs> and learning? Like it all products are changing every single day as you learn more, as, as our, our design and research team picks up on things and we keep building ideal experiences. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, good. I'll um, I'll update the uh, the future intros. Um, you are pretty openly creating spaces with the community. Um, you do regular spaces yourselves, are very well attended. Um, can you talk about why you decided to do it that way? It's not the usual ways Twitter has created products. Is that fair to say? Yeah, this was something new and novel that uh, our team tried, and uh, we had the support of leadership as well to try it. It's. Uh, I personally, and this is just me, I, I think it is the way to build, uh, to build with the folks that are going to be using this product that do see the value in it. And I think most importantly, it um, it gives us a sort of a, a healthy pressure, which going back to the topic of innovation, it's you need that healthy pressure. <laughs> um, and it keeps us accountable. But, you know, I see folks like Joseline and Nicholas and others here, you know, they, they'll ping and even yourself, Paul, like, hey, this is a bug we're having, we need to fix this. Any other company, it would, it would take, or any other product, it would take time to find those problems. But we can easily work async, remotely, get to the bottom of it, and build the ideal experience, or close to it. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a lot. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's always on, but our team's doing its best, and really, really proud of them. No, definitely. I, I've been very surprised about how open you are and how willing you guys are to listen and sort of how much time you've given to things like bug hunting, important stuff. But most companies will be like, you know, send us an email, you know, and you'd never hear back. So it's quite quite an in- innovative sort of interesting approach. One that I'm not 100% sure other people might be able to replicate and that sort of thing. Um, you, you could have just looked at the market and copied ruthlessly. You know, I hear that's been known to happen in Silicon Valley. Who's to say? Um, in your opinion, who's doing a good job of real innovation at the moment? Am I seeing a good job of real innovation with yeah. spaces or just in general? In the no, world? no, no, this is in general. I'm sort of moving moving around various parts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So who do you think is doing uh, a good job of real innovation at the moment? Well, t- Twitter space is number one, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'd have to really dive deep, but I, I mean, just with everything happening in the world, like I, I can't even keep up. 
there's someone's going to space, a billionaire is going to space, a 19 year old's going to space. You know, there's robots talking to other robots, having better conversations than us. There's, there's just so much happening. Uh, I'm not deep into crypto, um, you know, got my feet wet into it, but whatever's happening in the NFT space, it's phenomenal. It, it fascinates me and I, I wish I had time to just stop and learn more about it. Um, a lot of great things happening. I was going to say, there's a fair few spaces on uh, Twitter Spaces <laughs> dedicated to NFT. So I would very much say venture in there if you have hours to spend. Um, we have chatted about where you're going and specific features and that sort of stuff. Um, let's talk about sort of open innovation as part of sort of Twitter Spaces. Um, I think it's important to sort of recognize that we're not all Twitter, right? Um, open innovation, is it the same for smaller companies? How do you think smaller companies can sort of em embrace the open innovation that you've seen success from? I think just try, just try, just throw it out there. I, I think a lot of it is just fear. Like, what are people going to say? Uh, or what, what's the reception going to be to it? I, I highly encourage everyone just to even search uh, on Twitter, hashtag uh, build in public. It's something I followed since the beginning. You just see people that are doing, you know, like a, a developer, uh, a young developer in college, just building something. Hey, guys, just throwing it out there. I try to respond as to many as I can, kind of pay it forward. Um, you know, I, not a mentor or anything, but just trying to get feedback, uh, even DM some folks. Just throw it out there. I, I think the biggest thing is just the fear of what the reception is going to be. And, of course, like you mentioned earlier, with bigger corporations, then it gets into things like marketing and, like, What's our brand uh, reception going to be? Luckily, we have an awesome marketing team and you know, give them a, a big headache, but they're really, really nice and they're really supportive building in public. So it, again, permissionless, that, that's where innovation happens. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I think you can flip that probably that question on its head as well. It's more challenging for companies like Twitter um, to openly innovate, I think. How do you make sure uh, that you're getting the right data that enables you to make choices that are really going to impact millions of people? That's, that's a really good question, and I'm glad you bring that up. It's, there's a lot of noise, and I feel like the, yes, at its core as researchers, our goal is to bring the microphone of our customers to the table when we're doing you know, design crits or when we're doing product reviews or get them involved in the roadmap, make sure we're building the right thing. That's, at its core, what my job title is <laughs> um, and other researchers. But when we do build in public, there is a lot of noise. Um, and what we try and do is the, you know, basic methodologies and like affinity mapping, journey mapping, just finding patterns. If something is, yeah, you know, someone's going to be on our butts of like, Hey, I need a, a, I don't know, a pumpkin emoji, you know, is that really going to move the needle? Maybe not, but Hey, if, you know, 5,000 people say we need a pumpkin emoji, we will consider it. <laughs> There's a serious pattern there. There's again, a serious need, um, and then we try to uncover that more and pull the thread of like, hey, what is the need? What are they trying to say with the pumpkin? Um, that was a terrible analogy, by the way. But uh, what is the problem they're trying to solve? Maybe it's beyond a pumpkin. Maybe we need some sort of mechanisms involved. Um, and just, yeah, and th that goes down my day to day. Hey, there's a lot of love out there for pumpkins, especially the spicy variety. So, you know, let it, let it, let it ride. I'm not a big pumpkin spice person, which is obviously it's fall. So we'll love that around. <laughs> I don't need to be giving Starbucks any free uh, evidence here. Right. Okay. Um, how do you, so on that, it's quite interesting because obviously, like you say, there are a lot of people saying, I want a pumpkin, I want a green pumpkin or whatever, you know, that's the thing. How do you avoid um, simple feature bloat? So just like adding and adding and adding, like who's got the big meta view of saying, um, this needs to go before this because of X, Y, and Z. Who keeps that sort of like grand vision? Uh, 
do, do you mean like is, is it like is there any sort of gatekeeping or do you, do you mean like is there any sort of particular type of customer that brings it no so from from the twitter side of it who is essentially looking at the timeline going no no that needs to move up because we're going to be doing this or um oh actually you know what when i when i look at when i zoom out of this and i look at this we've, we've not got it quite right we need to move some things around who has got that sort of this is where spaces is going as their sort of focus i would say everybody on the team um particularly our design and research team some of them are in here as well we're constantly looking at the timeline or getting pinged and uh, it, everyone's sharing. Our, our Slack is always going off where we may not be able to respond to everything, but we're getting to the bottom of the problem. Somebody, you know, we'll pull the thread more, like I said. So mostly it's me <laughs> uh, and that's what I signed up for. Uh, and that's what research does. Uh, our, our design team is focused on just killing it with awesome work they're doing. But everybody is heavily involved. It can come from product, it can come from engineering. And that's something I'm really proud of our team as well. Heavily involved in the product, actually even using it, which makes a world of a difference. We actually using it and realize, hey, you know what, this sucks. We should probably fix this. Uh, that holds a lot of weight. I, I think that's the sort of key as well is I do see lots of people um, from the team like testing things left right and center which is great but I find it's not just the people that you'd sort of think are testing it's lots of other people as well and sometimes you just don't see that on other platforms and I find that really interesting that you've got a very passionate team and a very sort of hungry team to sort of get this right and I think that's akin to part obviously just employing and knowing what passionate people are like, but also knowing that you have a lot of competitors um, coming at you for the different parts. You've got LinkedIn, you've got Facebook, you've got the other ones and that sort of stuff. Um, I think it's fair to say that you are, uh, what do you call it, um, developing a lot faster now at Twitter than in previous years. Um, recording just went live recently, for example, and it's been a big deal for the community. Um, how do you think recording is going to impact the content that's created moving forward? I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be huge. And uh, I see Jack down there with a pumpkin, actually. I wish he could speak on this, too. Uh, it's so, so like a great example is yourself. You put in a lot of effort in this. For everyone listening, like Paul's been on it. And I feel terrible. I've been ignoring his emails. He's been so busy. And he's been sending DMs. Um, the amount of preparation that goes into an awesome space or a series like Mouthwash. And say there wasn't recording, this would get lost. Uh, for you being a creator, uh, you now have a whole new content cycle. You, you can, this, this information, hopefully it's valuable to people listening, be it recording or live, you can find it at a different time, a time that works best for you. There's a lot happening in the world. Uh, it, it's it's going to be huge and really excited for it. And I know people want to get into like, you know, what about podcasts and what does that mean? I, I, I really, and this is my opinion, I feel like they can, they're supplemental. They can live together. Uh, podcasts can be more buttoned up and they can be, much, much more high quality, but you miss out on that live interaction. The, these emojis, you know, the Q&A we're going to do after. That, that human, that human aspect, which I feel like is the real key of spaces. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because when you think about Twitter for the longest time, I don't know how you consider yourselves um, these days. I, I should probably know that. But um, it's very much like, what's happening right now? You know, what are you doing right now? I remember that being the, the, the question, the um, entry box and that sort of thing. Um, and I think there's a, for me, as a person who does a space like Mouthwash, it's kind of interesting because I'm sort of asking you to sort of change the product from what it 
a lot what a lot of the spaces I see which are incredibly like live popping up just then and now or something specific that's going on that day and that sort of stuff so it's definitely too I, I definitely see that both can exist and that sort of stuff I, I sense you're going to keep going more for the live sort of element because that's probably going to keep people engagement and that sort of stuff but I do definitely think it's an interesting sort of space to sort of play in but then I saw recently um, that the NBA's just signed up for 40 spaces as part of their bigger deal with you guys so I think that's quite an interesting sort of thing for them as well they're, they're obviously planning more of that sort of element um how big um is sport going to be a focus moving forward i i i wasn't close to the nba deal or what's happening there but i think just anyone that goes to the timeline of twitter will tell you that sports are huge nba twitter nfl twitter um uh, soccer twitter or well across the pond football twitter uh these these are topics people want to talk about it People want to talk about it in real time it's always on the days of after work i'm aging myself but after work running to you know turn on espn and seeing what the highlights for the day were those are gone so spaces is very topical and very very live very in your face i, I think it's a perfect atmosphere for uh, sports Hey, now you got that Peloton, you can get that back. You've got time. Yeah, there, so, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I'm intrigued. I'm going to be asking you now about your streaks and that sort of thing. Right. Um, talk about the Spark program, which is the Twitter Spaces Creator Fund. Um, how does that fit in with the future of Twitter Spaces? Um, when's the first batch launch? Uh, I can't share dates because, uh, to be honest, I, I don't think they're even solid. Uh, well, solid on my end, in my brain. I'm sure they are solid. But we're excited to get the, the, the list out soon. Uh, it's a way to support our creators. Uh, folks are putting in a lot of hard work into social audio, putting a lot of hard work into spaces. Some great work happening. Uh, we did kick off with just the US. It's, it's just round one. We're, like we do with spaces, we're going to learn, iterate, and move as fast as possible to expand based on what we find. And uh, it's, it's going to be great. Really, really excited for that. Uh, we want to get the support to you creators. No, very cool. I'm excited to see what people are sort of creating and that sort of stuff. I've seen some amazing um, spaces uh, go up and people have said, like, I should probably do more of these. So I like it that it's sort of inspiring people to sort of do things as well. Um, when we think about features and sort of innovating and that sort of stuff, what's the most in-demand feature that hasn't been rolled out yet that you're excited for? I know um, a lot of people are buzzing about ticketed spaces. Um, that's not my thrill fest, but I know it is for some. But what's the what's the in-demand feature that hasn't been rolled out that you're excited for? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff. I, I would say the biggest one and the hottest potato is, is just the tab for Android. And this is me personally as well. Discovery is huge. Some of you that have been with Spaces since the geckos a year ago, it, it, you know, the purple dot phenomena happened. Um, it's, it, it's, it's tough to find the space. I'm actually on the Pixel 5 because my son broke my iPhone. So it, it, it's been hell in the last month or so getting to find a good space uh, without tweets. And now we have the Android tab out and we're going to be expanding soon. And also the addition of topics. So topical tagging, you can actually add context to your space. I believe this one right now is business finance, careers, technology. You know, it's, we, our original hypothesis was it's a living room party. You want to know what's happening at the party. You want to know who's there. We didn't have this a year ago. And the more context we can provide and make it easier to get to the party, even better. 
Interesting. Um, I think uh, scheduling and discovery has been a really big deal uh, in general when it comes to Twitter um, and now audio in general. Um, how? And you mentioned Android. I too, I have a Pixel 6, which um, Google very kindly uh, has led me to try out. Um, but I do, I must admit, I felt like a second class citizen using Twitter spaces on it um, because things just don't, they're not the same or they're not quite there yet and that sort of thing. Um, how are you making sure that you get that sort of relationship with the android community right i know it can't be easy you've only got so many resources you can't do everything at once um but yeah how, how are you sort of managing that uh I, i'm not managing it that, that's definitely more of a question for the engineering team but i will say the android uh folks are killing it they are great uh, we we are expanding and it's you know we are uh, going back to our core ethos we want to give everyone in every corner of the world a voice you cannot talk global without talking to Android. Uh, and so our, our team is just doing a phenomenal job. I, I, I should not be speaking on this because I'm now no, in no way, shape, or form an engineer, but I believe building and coding on uh, Android, is, I guess, takes a little longer compared to iOS. So it's much easier at the speed and the rapid pace you're moving at to build on iOS, test, iterate, get the bug sorted out, and then build for Android. And uh, we're trying, we're trying. We're, we're, I believe we're close to parity once tab comes out. Oh, brilliant. Cool. Well, that's good to know. Um, I, I, I echo what you've just said, actually. It isn't easy to um, iterate as fast as on Android and that sort of stuff. Lots of other people have said that. So I, I think what you have done so far is absolutely phenomenal. You have been going at breakneck speed, I will admit. Um, what's the one thing that most people don't know about spaces that you wish they did? <laughs> that's a, it's a damn good team. The, 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 these are some of the most passionate folks I've ever worked with. It's like, when I say it's always on, when we're building a public, it's always on on the inside as well. Um, we've jumped into spaces at, you know, uh, you know, even two in the morning. We've jumped into spaces, you know, in the middle of the day between meetings because there was conflicts and stuff. There's, this is, uh, they're on it. They're on it. Uh, that's, that's why I know you had tweeted out like all the daddy of spaces. I hate that. <laughs> I try to have some humility. Like everybody is the daddy of spaces on the team. We're, we're really in it. And uh, folks that are just passionate about audio. And that's something, something you can't train. That's something you can't learn. It, it's, it's just something that's happened naturally. And I really do love it. I will stop using it, but daddy implies family. That's why I thought it was it would work. But yeah, no. I, I get called that enough at home. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I love it. Okay, um, folks, it is time for Danny's Desert Island Tweets, the part of mouthwash where the guest picks a tweet or two that has changed their mind or way of thinking in some way. So if you turn your attention to the nest and I scroll quickly through my notes because I didn't scroll quickly early enough. Um, tell us about uh, this one, Danny. Why did you choose this one? It's very self-referential, but it's fine. You can, I'll allow it this time. So it's the Spaces uh, tweet from the Spaces uh, account. Yeah, so we can't is, wait to learn together. I know it's kind of a cop-out, but um, this was one uh, we were first coming up with the tweets to send out. This was uh, created by Maya Patterson, our, our design lead, uh, one of the OGs on Spaces. And we were just coming up, you know, hey, let's just tweet out from this handle. I think it had like, I don't know, like, eight, I don't know, like 800 followers, which is very, very good. Uh, and... Yeah, I, I feel like every time I see this, and I actually have it pinned on my profile, is I think, wow, we had no idea what we were getting into. Um, just the, the amount of passion and the, just the, the reception that we got, it, it's just been amazing. And so every time I see this, it's like, wow. 
uh, I put myself in that position, sitting in my chair in my old house in the basement, thinking, okay, yeah, we're going to launch this thing. It'll be like any other product. We'll launch it, do some research. You know, hopefully it sticks, and it sticked. No, good. I'm, I'm glad it did. I've, uh, we'll talk about more of that in a second. Okay, your second one um, was from, oh, iPhone's very handily went up to the top. It's from a guy called Dare, or I'm probably going to bastardize his name. Do you know his name? Um, it is, uh, oh, I'll just say it and then uh, get it over with. Dare Obasanjo. Ah, okay. yes. Uh, so, so when you had asked for these tweets, I, I just kind of went to my bookmarks. Obviously, they're all spaces related, feedback, bugs, everything. Uh, we are working on bookmark folders, though, Twitter Blue. So do check that out. That, that's a, that's a, a celery team of ours. Uh, when I found, I remember bookmarking, I was thinking, wow, like this is something that was done in 1957. This is how my brain works. This is how the team works, like just connecting the dots. Everyone, everyone thinks that um, design thinking and product development and you know, UX, these buzzwords and service design, they're all fairly new in the last decade or two. But this is how it's been happening. This is the way to do it is, is if you can make the connections across and, and communicate across all these departments that I'm sure Disney had and they're doing without the internet back in the 50s. This is how you win. I mean, look at where Disney is at now. And just something that uh, actually I actually have saved and I check out every now and then I have, I have like a reference folder of just random finds I have. Very cool. I like that. Um, okay. Uh, that's a pretty good sentiment and a, a solid place to leave the conversation on. You've whizzed through the questions, but that's good. So um, we'll, we'll have a proper chat after we've closed the show. Um, thank you for being part of the Mouthwash, Danny, and also the Twitter Spaces crew for absolutely making uh, something that I, I get a lot of pleasure from doing and that sort of stuff. It is a lot of work, but it is really fun to sort of do. Um, Danny, before we go, any final thoughts or advice for the listeners maybe who haven't tried a space? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's available for everyone. So I would say get over that fear, guys. Try it. Um, everyone here has a voice. There's something that you would want to talk about that you probably can talk about and are very passionate about, very knowledgeable about. Give it a try. Give it a try. Um, some of the, I can just share some stories. There's folks that rarely use Twitter uh, up until we launched Spaces, and now I hear these uh, tweet or I hear their stories in person. And uh, sorry, not in person, but over Google Hangouts and research sessions or in tweets or DMs where they were like, I never really used Twitter, wasn't my thing, but I started a space and I made lifelong friends. I, I, find, I found people with like-minded interest. And so just give it a whirl, give it a whirl. And if, you, if you're worried about anybody you know, not coming, which is that we learned through research is a pain point, ping me, we'd love to join your space, hear you out, and uh, even hear all your experiences and even get to know you. Uh, and I feel like our team would agree as well. So do, do give it a try and let us know what you think. Definitely. I would second that. My first space when I opened it up, I think I had someone from Bogota, Los Angeles, a few people in London, and we had, um, where was the other one from? Uh, somewhere, oh, it wasn't Japan, but it was somewhere very close to Japan. And I was just blown away by how many people suddenly connected on one thing that most people would never, no idea what it was and that sort of stuff. So I did think there was, that, that was my moment of sort of crystalline sort of thing. There's something special in this. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very much um, thankful for you guys for doing this and pushing it so far so quickly. So hats off to you and the guys. I know you probably don't get enough sleep, but um, for some reason you bought Peloton. So I hope you get that, uh, push that out to the limits. Uh, and I'm sure the team will, um, do you on as well 
Brilliant. Okie doke. I've got an amazing cohort of people this season on Mouthwash. Google Xers, security experts, entrepreneurs, designers, speech writers, best-selling authors, big tech, Silicon Valley startups to Walmart. It's important to be a better person, business and a planet. So we're going to be talking about it. Um, up tomorrow is Sarah Evans, PR guru and all-round amazing human talking about PR and comms. Something very interesting and always in the news at the moment. Sounds like you'd need a text reminder for when Mouthwash is going live. Say no more. Head over to mouthwashshow.com and the brilliant folks at Norby will text you when we're live. Trust me, you don't want to miss an episode. We've got amazing people. In fact, find everything over at mouthwashshow.com uh, and uh, all the hashtag, hashtag mouthwashshow. Uh, there's a newsletter if you want to get, if that's how you get your you know kicks <laughs> and a pre-filled calendar if you're lazy like I am. Jeepers, there's just no excuse not to tune in every day. Once again, Thank you to the amazing Danny Singh. Follow him on Twitter. Try a space for yourself. They're a lot of fun. Please show your appreciation one more time with a shower of emoji for him as the lo-fi music plays us out. Thank you for joining. And thanks to the beautiful folks over at Ecology for planting a tree for every live listener we get in season three. We planted over 10,000 to date. I've been Paul Armstrong. This is Mouthwash. Fresh chat that leaves you confident only on Twitter spaces.